so turn out all the input gains already up. We should be fine right there. So welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. We're getting right into it. Um, my friend Mark's here today, and of course I'm Doug. He's not Joe. Say hi. Hi. I'm not Joe. <laughs> so do you have a podcast? Do you have a name for your podcast? It's actually uh, Doug and Joe Talk. Oh, okay. Com. Well, it's, that's uh, kind of cool. You get we we got the URL and everything, yeah. so uh, it's kind of fun. I was thinking, like, you know, how there's eggs and issues. This could be. Like, oh yeah. Smoke and stuff. Yeah, Doug and Joe talk. That yeah, was that's good. When in the beginning, it's like, and we didn't even know, you know, what to do it. We came up with three or four different ones, and Doug and Joe, Doug and Joe talk. Dot com was available. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, that sounds kind of legit, you know? Sounds like a talk show, podcast thingy. That's what we do. We talk, talk about stuff. So we don't have the cigar lit today. Normally we have it lit a few minutes before we get right into the podcast, but I'm. Part of it's because I'm a little eager, but also maybe a little anxious, because uh, Joe and I haven't been meeting very often. And uh, okay. uh, well, maybe we met three weeks ago, and it's just like, man, I, I really. I got some cigars I've been wanting to try, and this is this is one we've had before. In fact, the backstory on this mark mm-hmm. and to the listeners all, but um, all seven of them, <laughs> um, we there was a there's a collection of cigars, and they way over marketed it. Like they probably were I don't know, maybe twenty dollars a piece, but it's but it was all packaging. Okay, and not that they weren't good cigars, but that it's right. just a super fancy packaging and these kind of fancy colored tubes and everything we're like okay we're going to invest in it we're going to try the whole collection mm-hmm. and see what ones we like the best and this was the one we liked the best and we've bought a few extras okay. of these and it's the maduro version of uh, la aurora and in the original marketing it was called something like they had diamond ruby emerald i don't remember which this was mm-hmm. but it was it was their maduro version i just don't remember what it was called what is maduro it it actually in Spanish basically means ripe. Okay. So it's uh, it's a it the leaf has grown longer. Okay. It wasn't picked as soon, so it's more ripe. So it's like Connecticut, but but as a classification. Yes, it's okay. a it's a it's a darker leaf, and it's um, generally you got to be careful when you when you make generalizations, but generally um, deeper um, earth probably earthier and sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, just that's a real generalization. So. More tobacco, stronger, or just better flavor? Um, Deeper flavor. Yeah, not necessarily. It would be stronger than a Connecticut, but not necessarily stronger. It probably depends on where the leaf comes from more than Thank more you. than uh, whether it's a Maduro or not. Mm-hmm. And Maduros can be deceptive because some people think dark. Like, this, like I would have just barely guessed this was a Maduro because it's not very dark mm-hmm. at all. Um, some Maduros are super dark. This one isn't particularly so. Uh, and that's actually a kind of a misnomer that they're always going to be dark. Yeah. Um, and there's, I've actually heard of some uh, people, oh, yeah, we should start that. Heard of some folks that actually, uh, like, put dyes in the leaves. So trying to, ooh, it's a really dark Maduro when it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here, I don't know which, which one you use, but we'll get lit and we'll start talking about the cigar. Oh, I brought a water for you, too. Oh, thank you. And uh, I guess we'll do a shout-out to Pipes and Cigars. I also grabbed that magazine. It was in my van. Oh, okay. if, you, if you want it, you can have it. Sure. Um, don't, don't feel obligated to take it if you don't want it. 
but it was laying there, and I just I have plenty. I look them look them I look them up online. I don't look at their magazines very often. Sometimes they'll have special deals in the magazine they don't have in the in the uh, online. Oh, I think this is running out of gas. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and use your bit that bic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. When Joe and I decided to do this, this is kind of fun to mention. We decided that if we never, if we never become popular or famous, we, we've looked at maybe trying to get on a radio, on a radio somewhere. Okay, yeah. You know, do the show live. Um, but we decided that even if we don't, just getting down and hanging out and smoking a cigar is a good idea. But I always dream, it's like, well, someday when we're famous, just think how valuable these archived old podcasts will be. <laughs> so, so. So you got an ashtray or this is the whoop, this is the ashtray. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. And I should probably make a disclaimer to those who do listen because we do we do have a couple people that that I know that listen. Mm -hmm. And I just a slightly imperfect light. Shame on me. I'm gonna fix it. Shame on the cigar maker. I'm gonna take credit for it because I think I was in. I think I was hurrying. Mm. So. Um, you can blame it on them sometimes, but I won't blame this one on them. Um, what was I saying about? I don't remember what I was saying now. Oh, um, a disclaimer. Yeah, we're we're not in the garage. Um, Joe and I've done a few podcasts here when it was empty. This is this is one of my apartments that's not rented. If you hear a hum in the background, it's because the fan in the bathroom's on to help suck out some of the smoke. We have a window open, and uh, so. And if you drop the ash on the floor, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be clean professionally here shortly. So sure it's not like starting to smolder? Yeah, and if we need more ventilation, I can open another window. It looks like it's it's not sucking out very well. I can also open this. It just gets noisier. There if you I go. Oh, that's okay. I think it might be drunk, sucking some more out. Okay. So I went to a cigar store the other day, picked up a couple cigars, and I needed some I needed some of that gel stuff to put in my humidor. And they didn't have any, but they oh. pointed me to this envelope thing. Have you ever seen those? Boveda? Yeah. You break it out of the plastic bag and, and just put it in there. Which is kind of cool. Seems a little bit easier to deal with. They they are nice. They're um, I, I think they I think most of them um, run out like those exp like after they, a few months. Yeah they dry up. They harden the guy yeah. says it'll harden up yeah. I said how can I end know when it's done? It'll get so, Yeah, you'll know. Most of the time, when I get several cigars in, from they'll they'll come with two or three of those in. Them, so, but I bought bulk. They have, you know, every you go in a cigar store, they'll sell you a little jar of the beads that you yeah put water or actually propylene glycol and water in. I bought those bulk because they're uh, the the beads that are in them, they're kind of nothing special. They're uh, I mean, they're, if you buy them bulk, they're really cheap. But if you buy them from a company else, they're they're marketing a product. Mm -hmm. I, I got like like a I don't know a couple pounds for like nothing, and they use them a lot of times for like if they want fresh cut flowers in a wedding, but mm -hmm. they don't want water to spill, they'll just pour water over these beads. They'll suck up the water and they shove the flowers in, mm -hmm. in, in the vase, you know, and those beads in the vase, and they keep the flowers fresh. Mm -hmm. But anyway. So, uh, 
But uh, so are you are you building your collection a little bit? No, I'm just I was out, oh. so I like hey, I gotta stop here and pick up a couple beer over there anyway. So I had a I had one and I don't know what it was, um, and it um, it just made me sick. Oh, I didn't throw up or anything, but it just made me a little green behind the gills. And I thought, okay, that's that's too strong. I'm not getting that again. Um, so every since then, and that was when we were down in Florida a few months ago. But ever since then, I've just been okay. I want whatever Connecticut you have. I'm just trying to stay on the lighter side. So this is my reintroduction back into the dark side. All right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. I did too a few months back. Did you? I had. We wanted to try. Um, the the story was that Davidoff is typically high-end mild cigars. Mm -hmm. But over the last, I don't know, maybe five years, maybe a little less than that. Because they're pretty light-looking. I mean, yeah. yeah. They've kind of tried to not rebrand. They still want to keep their... But, but they've tried to say, well, we're going to branch out a little. So okay. they've gotten, like I think, about four, mm -hmm. maybe five um, darker cigars. Like they've got an all-Nicaraguan. Okay. And so we bought the four or five of kind of the new ones that they're marketing. Yeah. And one of them made me sick. Didn't make Joe sick. We both, you know, I, I don't know why. Maybe it. Maybe I didn't eat enough for breakfast. Who knows? It was an early morning. We had an early morning cigar. And, okay. uh, and I remembered it was the Yamasa. And I liked the cigar. It's like, so I kind of like, dare I go back again and try it? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, um, I, I kind of want to because it was good. Well, my, my feeling, feeling tells me that if you try it a second time, you will have conditioned yourself a little bit more and, be, and maybe be okay to handle it, but I just never went back. I just never did another one of those. Yeah. Joe had a really a cigar he loved once, and it was, it was one that I didn't have two of. But it was, um, I ordered from some company, and they sent me two free cigars. I'm like, well, you smoke this one, I'll smoke the other one. And he loved it, but he got sick like an hour later. And um, I always wanted to try that one, too, and I never, I never went back and tried it. So, anyway... Well, um, the good news is we have a cigar in our hand. It's yeah. La Aurora. Um, it's in the Preferidos line, and it's the Maduro. Now, for those who could get confused, there is a Connecticut Broadleaf and a Maduro, which a Connecticut Broadleaf is a Maduro, mm -hmm. so people can get confused. But they marketed them. One they called the Connecticut Broadleaf, the other they called the Maduro, and this is a different Maduro, and I can't tell you what's different because I didn't look up the info on this. I think it might be a Brazilian wrapper or something like this that. This is a Dominican cigar. At La Aurora is a Dominican company. And okay, I, yeah. In general, gross general is out, generalization, I like Dominican cigars better than Nicaragua. Okay. Everybody, like, the industry is kind of, says, Nicaraguans, that's the rage, but I'm, they're, this has been said before in the podcast, but Joe and I both agree that Nicaraguan cigars can sometimes taste like dirty earth. Okay. The good one, you know, sometimes they don't. Yeah. But we've gotten a few dirty earth ones that we didn't like as well. We've gotten a couple good ones that were really deep and earthy and didn't taste dirty. But generally, he tends to like Nicaraguans more than me. I tend to like the Dominicans because they'll have more, a little bit of that sweet, bready, graham cracker back note. Mm -hmm. Generally, again, this is a real generalization. So I would probably need to have an AB comparison at the same time, side by side, and, and to be able to pick 
pick up on differences like that. But um, well, and, and it's and it's hard to tell because if you get a Maduro, it's going to be pretty earthy anyway, even if it's Dominican. You know, so mm -hmm. so there are subtle differences. Well, we're we're not really going on format today, but because I've had this cigar before and I'm not ready to talk about it yet, I'm not I'm not going to give a pre. I'm not going to give our first update until we've smoked it a little longer. Okay. Um, so, other than impeachment, <laughs> is there anything interesting going on in the political world? Um, I read an interesting article this morning on global warming, mm. climate change, how there, how um, this author was relating it to not so much as a man-made thing, but having to do with a changing um, elliptical path that the Earth is taking around the Sun. Interesting. And a changing axis of rotation of the Earth. Those two things are... And he says it's just part of a much bigger cycle that's just so... Um, spans so much time that we just haven't ever been able to study it so much to the earth that we think we know about but we have no clue about how it works. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, for, for all practical purposes, our lives are short-term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look <laughs> at how long we've been keeping track of weather. 100 years, 150 years? I mean, yeah. So. I mean, and, and that would even go for, I mean, if even if somebody, and I'm not, I would, I would probably lean to a young earth person as opposed to a... Uh, not a young earth person mm -hmm. but even if you're a young earth person you're still eight to ten thousand years mm -hmm. that we've been here and so you know 80 years is a really small part of that and even 150 years that we've been studying weather so it's not a very big piece of that and uh but i i don't i just don't like the alarmism behind it i i think there may be some scientists that have some things that are that we should legitimately listen to and then make some decisions about. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just, you know... I mean, it's definitely happening, but the question is, what's causing it? I don't, I'm not sure if we're supposed to say global warming anymore either. I think we're supposed to call it climate, climate change. change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when things, when the winters get a lot colder than they ever have been, global warming theory didn't exactly explain that, did it? <laughs> well, we better call it something else now. I always say climate change is like diaper change. As long as you have a diaper, you're going to have to change it. If you have a climate, it's going to change. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I'm not producing much ash here. Look at that. It's burning very slow. Yeah, it is. I don't remember it burning that slow. We're doing about the same. We lit yeah. almost the same. Mine's yeah. maybe going a little faster. We might be dragging a little bit more than here. Yeah, it's holding very nice and tight. And cadence matters a lot too. There, there are times when we'll like, if we're not getting a lot of flavor, we'll change the cadence, or if we're not liking what we're getting, we'll slow down a little. But warming it up or cooling it down really makes a difference. You're blowing circles. You're kind of yeah. being all fancy over there. And off in training. I was reading some an article. I think it was in a cigar magazine about um, the cigar smoking contest where they have to see how long somebody can go and smoke a cigar and they, they have these I've never heard of them before <laughs> really? but yeah so this guy was talking about 
here's you know here's how you do this. You got to make sure smoke it nice and slow, but not too slow that it burns out and then it starts starts burning unevenly and, and you're just suffering all these wow. interesting tips. That'd be interesting as a contest because I'm always worried about flavor. It's like generally I'm just I smoke it wherever I smoke it, and if I want more flavor, I'll warm it up. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm get, if it's getting too, I don't know. If there's something I don't like, I might slow down a little. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably too fast is worse than too slow. But I think too slow, you wouldn't get the full enjoyment out of it. That's just that's, I'm not an expert on that. That's just my guess. Well, I like what I'm getting out of this so far. I'm gonna talk about it here in a couple minutes. Did any more to say on your global warming? No, I just thought there's there's a link that you know to read more from the scientific journals about this. You know, click on that. I haven't done that yet, but I think I will. I think it's pretty interesting. Well, my general statement is I think it's worthwhile to I, I'm I'm kind of to my detriment and to my benefit. I'm a per- perpetual. Uh, oh, I lost the word I was going to say. Skeptic. I'm a perpetual skeptic. Mm-hmm. So, if a scientific journal <clears throat> is getting lots of money to study this thing that they get money to study, yeah. if that thing doesn't exist, they can't get money to study it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, if they are, if within their studies they say, "Oh, this thing we're studying, it actually doesn't exist," they're, they're not motivated to do that. No, there's, <laughs> so, a, there's a lot of in, there's a lot of inherent bias yeah. in, in studies, you know. No matter how objective the researcher is trying to be, it's like, well, you got to make sure you still get money to to make a living. So yeah, you're gonna kind of be skewed that way. I, I heard a really really fun. Old, he was an old guy. He was a creation scientist guy, and he was presenting things that he evidence that he looked at in in our history. That was it, Ken Ham. It, it wasn't Ken Ham, but I like Ken Ham a lot. This was this was kind of a local guy. He wasn't near as popular as Ken Ham, mm-hmm. but the guy he was like a super smart scientist, and he said, you know, if any of you out there are thinking that evolutionary scientists have ever um, um, have a bias and have maybe slighted the information that they're presenting, they have. Mm-hmm. But realize this: the creation scientists are people too, and they're just as likely to do the same thing. We have to try not to. We have to try not to be biased. But everyone is in the same boat here. We're all just as likely to do it. Yeah. And I appreciated that him saying that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk about what I'm getting here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big draw. See what I. So I'm. I'm getting an earthiness that I would expect from a Maduro. I think I'm getting some breadiness with just a hint of sweet, which I would probably attribute to the Dominican filler, but I don't want to, I'm just, you know, I, I know my limitations, but I also have to try. I have to keep, try to try to talk about, try to identify and talk about what it tastes. There's a hint of spice, but it's like, but it's almost like, it's like at a weird spot, on, it seems like it's on the side of my tongues maybe a little bit on the back and it's not very much spice I'm not a I don't like spice bombs but I like a little bit and um, and by spice I mean like a like a hot feeling not um, not like a not like a baking spice um, 
maybe a little uh, I'm going to stop there I was wondering if there was a hint of leather in it but leather is the one that Joe and I forget to see if we're tasting. I think there's a little bit of leather. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yep. I think we're getting a little bit of leather in with that breadiness. Now, will all this skew our, what we're tasting to? Um, the second end of the I, I wouldn't say skew it. If mm -hmm. there's a, like, if you're not well ventilated, obviously it's going to affect it because you're breathing it too, but you're breathing the foot smoke off the cigar that you're smoking. So Should it enhance it? Yeah. It, yeah. It, you could say it enhances it. Um, <clears throat> generally, though, uh, I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a rule here, but I would say I want to taste what I'm drawing, not what's coming off the foot. But the foot smoke is nice, just sometimes the room just smells pleasant if you got a good foot smoke. Um, <clears throat> Drew Estate, the company that got famous for doing the infused cigars, um, they have some non-infused cigars that I've tried, but just in general, their cigars just crazy foot smoke. I've never seen any cigars, they just crank the foot, the foot smoke just flies off like, really? like nothing. So, no, no pressure to talk about what you're tasting, but how do you like what you're, what you're smoking? I like it. I don't think it's too heavy. I think it's got a really nice, <clears throat> of course, my, I, I'm immediately thinking about what would it be good with. You know, and I think it would be good with any kind of a, probably a, an Isla Scotch. I, uh, I might actually, I might actually um, disagree with you only because I'm not sure if it's earthy, like, if it's earthy enough mm -hmm. to hold up with a Highland. I might, I might say, uh, I might go with a Space Side Highland, you know. Oh, sure. Um, but, uh. But like the the Partigas Black mm -hmm. that I had with you once or twice, I I think that's good with a with an Isla. That's a deeper, darker cigar. They've got, in fact, if you like Partigas, I I only remember that cigar from you. But I think the Partigas Red is a um a, I think it's a Cameroon wrapper, but I can't remember. But mm -hmm. it's a, it's a little bit mellower, but great flavor. That's one I keep in my humidor. Okay, usually. In fact, it lost to this cigar today. I was like, do I want to smoke the party's red? Nah, I'm going to take the La Aurora. And you've had one of these before? <clears throat> yes, I've had, I've had this at least three times, maybe more. <clears throat> and uh, Because when we tried that, this was the one that won in the collection. So I, we, we together bought some, but I also bought some to put in my humidor. I liked it enough that it was our favorite of the collection. And the others were good, they just didn't wow us like this one did. Well, I'm getting some, like, some yeast or something. Is that what you mean by bready? Um, uh, yeah, I, I would, I, I don't know if I would, I'm not sure if I can identify what yeast, what yeast is, but I would say, yeah, sometimes it's a graham crackery, and but some, which is sort of bread, mm -hmm. but then sometimes it's more like fresh bread being baked, and that's maybe where the yeasty would be. Okay. And, um, uh, I would say this is more of a fresh, fresh bread, so maybe, maybe it's a yeast. And uh, like, have you ever had a really a low, uh, a piece of like really dark molassesy bread? I kind of sweet. I don't maybe. know. I think it's a German style, but I don't think that would be really good with this. Hmm. I never thought about eating something with it. That's interesting. Usually, I think of smoking after you eat. Yeah. I just like I like pairings. 
I, I think pairings are fun, and what, for me, it's like there's there's so there's so much to taste. Mm-hmm. I just think tasting one more thing, and and it is it is great because I I because I've had whiskey a couple times with cigars and it's been really good. But it's like I just want to figure out what I'm tasting. My tongue can only do so right. much. Exactly. <laughs> so. I like what it does to. I, I like the fact that it just can change everything, complimentary or otherwise. It can be a bad parent too. Well, Joe almost probably. I bet fifty percent of the time or more he has coffee, <clears throat> and he says he's never been disappointed having coffee with a cigar. Nice. And um, I, I think he's right. I, I bet thirty percent of the time we get coffee out of cigars we're smoking. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not out of this one, and I. I don't know if I have an opinion whether I think we should. I, I don't know. Maduro, I think it could go either way. In fact, one of one of the few infused cigars that I still that I still keep and, and buy is a coffee-infused cigar by Drew Estate. And it has a, it has a lightly sweetened tip, which I which I like. But when you smoke it, the cigar, I, I think the cigar itself, it's hard to say because it's infused, but I would say the cigar itself probably has some coffee in it before they infuse the coffee, and it's just a, it's just a really amazing cigar, and I, I really enjoy it. So is that the window you cracked open? No, it's it. The, it's in there. Okay. The, window, the window that's open is out there, oh, sucking okay. air through oh, I got you. into the vent in the bathroom, so... Oh, it's all the way open. Yeah. Okay. Do we need more ventilation? I think I do. Okay. I'm a little bit starting to feel this a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. There we go. Gosh, I don't want you to get sick again. No. I would say this isn't a. This is probably a medium to full, not a. Yeah. Not going to be a full body cigar. Might just be the. All the smoke that's in here too. I'm doing all right. Well, I'll be your designated driver if things go south. <laughs> it's it, it's funny because you know you'd almost think, and, and I guess this is an interesting topic to talk about. If a cigar makes your body feel bad, why would you ever smoke a cigar again? You know, I'd have to think that because if I if I ate something, I'm like, whoa, that made me sick. I'd almost never want to go back to that again. But what is it that <laughs> keeps, us, keeps us coming back? <laughs> well, because I think that it's not always like that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to stand by the open window and okay. take and just see if it changes the flavor. Because you ever eat food outside after you've been inside eating it and then go outside? It just, it's just a whole different flavor profile. It makes sense. I was trying to decide if opening another window would would help or hurt.
it'll be colder. Ah, quicker. Well, I got a sweatshirt if you want it. Or you got a coat. I got a coat too, yeah. so. Well. <clears throat> we could do it for a little while. So, impeachment. Just, I just don't think there's enough support for it. I don't, I don't think it's going to fly. I don't think so either. I. Pelosi's bound and determined to make it happen. I, I, I'm not sure about this, but I, I don't think she wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Be, only because I think she's really smart, even though I think she's evil. <laughs> I think she's smart. Um, she's something. I, I think she didn't want it to happen, but it went. But she, they got a little too deep. You think she got pressured by somebody? Yeah, I think they got so deep she basically didn't have a choice but to pursue it. And like she would have had to have stopped it sooner. She didn't stop it soon enough. I don't think it's going to do the Democrats any favors for the election. I don't either. I think it's. I think everybody's tired of it. Yeah. I've heard that there may be some Democrats voting against it, even even in the on the first vote. I don't know. Has the first vote been done yet? I didn't. I didn't listen to anything recently. No, I think it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not today or tomorrow. So our friend Ken Cheney, he uh, they no longer have their place down in Florida. Oh, why not? They sold it. They did. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw him at the Christmas party and said, "Going to Florida? Going to Florida? I'll tell you the story." So he told me the story about selling the place, and I said, "I hope this doesn't mean you're not going to get your hand rolled cigars anymore." He said, "Oh no, we, I'm going to have them shipped to me." Good. <laughs> so. The next time you get a shipment, I'll take some of them if you want to have some extra shipment. So. I like I liked the one or two that I had. They're yeah, they were shared. So I'm uh, I'm wanting a bit with this cigar. I'm wanting a little more flavor and I'm wanting a little more sweetness. There's um, not much sweetness. No. I was trying to pick up on that and I didn't pick up on any other. <clears throat> um, which uh, which I. I'm thinking I liked it more the last few times I've had it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to change the maybe heat it up or something, draw a little more, talk a little less, I don't know. Soak it in bourbon. Could do that. Do you know I infuse some? You do? I do. I should I should share some with you. I cool. um there there's a couple ways I do it. I, I used to buy a, a cheap short filler cigar and then I I realized that if I'm gonna do it I might as well do it good. But it was a really good short filler cigar. Uh huh. Um, they were about a buck a piece, and I'd actually bought a uh, like a syringe to shoot inside. So I shot some with um, whiskey. Oh yeah. I shot some with vanilla. I, what's the other thing? Something else. I can't remember what the other thing. I think I did three different ones. Really, and the vanilla just is, is really awesome. And uh, the whiskey you could taste quite a bit too. But then what I started doing is every time I finish a bottle of scotch, and I think this is better, it's, it's, a, it's a Connecticut cigar that I really like, uh, the Don Thomas, and I buy it in a Lancero so it'll fit in the bottle, so it's really skinny. Okay. And I usually can get two in a normal bottle in of scotch. In an empty bottle. Empty, and I cork it, and then I just, I don't go back to it until I feel like it. There's still vapors in there. Yeah. yeah. And there's usually still a little bit, you know, dribbles mm-hmm. in the bottom. And, Interesting. Uh, I've I've only smoked since since my Scotch bottles have been going empty. I I, I don't remember how many I've smoked. Maybe only two. Mm-hmm. So I've probably got six or seven bottles that have 
one of the, a couple of them only hold would only hold one cigar because like the banana and how it's shorter and squatty. Yes, it's it would only one would go in it, oh. so, so I couldn't put two in. Have you ever done uh, pipe tobacco on your podcast or strictly cigars? I don't think we have, and it would be fun to do. Uh, it would. Uh, I we had this idea when we were doing it weekly. We wanted to do, we were doing it like every Tuesday, and we had this, there were like five months out of the year where there were five Tuesdays, so mm-hmm. we're going to call it the fifth week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were, we were going to actually do whiskey, and we never did it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, it's probably harder in the winter to do this every week, just mm-hmm. because, yeah, who wants to sit up and hold, but um, maybe Joe's getting busier, too? He's, he's had a career change oh, yeah. that's, that, he's, that he's loving, and so... He's um, he's got two jobs with the Wapala County Sheriff yep. and with the New Sharon Police Department, and he's going through police academy maybe oh. today. Yeah. I don't know. He might be studying today. There's something like he's he's it's moving really fast for him. Well, he probably knows Ron Robertson. <laughs> maybe that name sounds. Oh, Ron down at Tumwater. Yeah, yeah. Ron's yeah. With the, um, the reserve or deputy or something. Is he is he on a Tumwater or is he on up here? Wapala County. The Wapala County. Okay. But yeah, he's he's really liking the change. He's still my pastor. He's mm-hmm. still doing that. But okay. He's, yeah. But he's working a lot. Yeah. And so that's that's why he hasn't been able to. Plus, it, it started with harvest, and then he's like, even after harvest, I'm not going to be able to do anything because I'm getting this new job. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's getting out of farming and gonna gonna go full time. Okay. Doing that. And uh, so. I've been, we've met a couple times, and I've met with somebody else a couple times, and it's not like we're making money at it yet, we're not very famous yet, but it's still fun, it's fun to do, it's still fun to talk about politics, I, and I feel better about it when I have good notes and good things to, to converse about, yeah. I, and speaking of, we haven't talked about much, but this is something where I'm not very smart on it, but, but it was interesting for me to learn about it, and that was the election that happened in Britain. You follow that at all? No, just no. I had didn't really follow it. I know that it happened. Well, so uh, Boris Johnson won. Yeah. And he wasn't. He's kind of a conservative, but he's a but he's a big government conservative. So he wouldn't necessarily fall in my wheelhouse completely. Sort of a moderate conservative. Um. Well, I wouldn't call him moderate necessarily. He's a conservative, but he believes in a lot of government and. The conservatives that I kind of run with, or where I would label myself, are smaller government. Yeah. They don't want government to be big, and also the system over there is a little different anyway. Yeah. So, so it's a little bit different. But um, I actually like the fresh air coming in here. It's really nice. I think I'm gonna put my feels, coat on. Feels good though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was probably getting a little more cloudy than I was willing to admit. So the garage might have been okay. Well, and I have a heater, but yeah. I have to shut it off for uh, the podcast. So I turn it on for ten minutes. Noisy. And I, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, what do you call those? Uh, Let's sound like a jet, like a forced air. Or there's a name for them. Oh, okay. I forget what they're called. They're the ones you, you just pop. They pop on. <sighs> a big tube. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. They're, they they run off LP. And and that's usually usually by the time we run it for ten minutes, by the time we're getting at the end of the hour podcast, we're freezing on some of those. You know, January, February, uh-huh. winter times. It's like really cold. But um, but so anyway, so Boris Johnson won, yeah, against Jeremy Corbyn, and Corbyn's kind of, my understanding is he he just wouldn't have been a good person to win. But what happened was 
here's the part where I'm not sure, but Nigel Farage was kind of, they don't have a two-party system like we do. They, it's like a, I think there's like multiple, you know, parties that can, that can go against each other, but Nigel Farage, I think, if I understand right, basically said, okay, Corb, um, Johnson wants Brexit, mm -hmm. and that's best for the country, so Farage just says, I'm not even going to fight it, I'm backing out. So that the votes will go to you, really? so that I won't, so that we won't three triple, you know, split it three ways, yeah. yeah, and then not be able to win. Well, it was a huge landslide anyway, okay, and like the biggest since Margaret Thatcher back in the Reagan days, and uh, Johnson just, you know, and he's the he was the incumbent, right? Yes, yeah. and uh, he, uh, the people are just like, you know, like they they want Brexit. Mm -hmm. And but besides that, Corbyn was kind of a radical, <clears throat> like I think a dangerous radical, um, anti-Semitic and kind mm. of and some other things, and it just wouldn't have. He, he was getting some of the young radical voters, which I'm glad young people young people should vote, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, and so that that was interesting to me that that happened, and it was also interesting because it was. Because somebody smart said, "I'm not going to run against you and split the vote three ways," <laughs> and so I don't know. I think I think here it's about time for another update here too. Um, here, with having a two-party system, I, I think that's good. I'm not sure, always sure of that, but it, it seems to be, you know. <clears throat> and de the, the Democrats, I actually think it's good when, and I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully. When the Democrats aren't complete leftists, when they're reasonable people that are saying, maybe a little bit of government here, a little bit of help here, <laughs> is okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good tension to have for a conservative that says to everybody, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, so it's not really the federal government's job to get involved, which yeah. is kind of where I fall. It's like, you know, government's going to leave you alone. It's not right. the government's job to, to help out. But the tension, I think, is good. Because there are times when we need challenged, we need to say, wait, is this our job? Is this something we should do? You know, in, that, in the two-party system, with a line down the middle, I just wonder what it would be like if everybody was closer to the line. Could actually maybe get some things done. That's, that's where I say I don't think I could be a politician. It's easy to offer an opinion on a podcast, yeah. and just you don't compromise your opinion. But when you're in politics, you have to. You have to decide... What's worth fighting for? Yeah. What's worth doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that that I might be able to do it, but it's a lot harder. It's way harder than just having a yeah. having a black and white opinion. You know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it's interesting how it works. Yeah. But two party system. If if you think that's good, then where does that leave a libertarian candidate, or or a green party candidate, or anybody that's outside of that that. Seems like they might have a solid head on their shoulders. Um, I think Rand Paul tried it. I think Ron Paul tried it. Uh -huh. And I think they. I don't know if Ron did Ron Paul run as a Republican. I don't remember how he ran. I know Rand Paul did. He was wasn't one of them Libertarian first, then they switched to Republican. Well, Rand Paul probably would call himself a Libertarian, but he is he's a Republican. He's a, on the Republican. He's okay. a Republican now. Yeah. And, and I think that's the only way to run, and I, I don't necessarily think that's bad, because what, because you're saying there's enough people in the country that think this way that the party that I would become part of to shift would be the Republican Party. 
Um, I, I think there are things about the Democrat. You, you could run as a libertarian on the Democrat ticket as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a little different. But with the, with, with the Dems kind of leaning way, way left, they're just that's pretty crazy. I think Trump would probably identify with being part of neither party, but he had to pick one. I mean, yeah, it's hard. He, it seems like he'd been a Democrat a lot of his life. I think. I think so. Yeah. But I think as a businessman, he, whether he knew or not, I think inherently he was he was practicing a lot of Republican principles because he was running a business. Yeah. I and mean, you just you kind of you kind of have to to be successful. But he's he's definitely a big spending like he's he's not doing anything about spending. No. You know, and I I don't know if if he will. Um, I actually wonder if he'll reform entitlements in his second term. He's already started doing entitlement. Mm-hmm. What what happened there? Did I, I remember that? Um, the, he's uh, he's changing the work requirement. Oh. I didn't know that. Maybe that's something I didn't hear. I, I can't tell you much more than that, but it's out there, and huh. uh, it's not going to affect Iowa, okay. but it's going to affect a lot of the rest of the country. Hmm. Well, and, you know, gosh, I don't know how, like, I have no idea what the, the concept of what the president does on a daily basis. Like, does he work 10, 12 hours a day yeah. and go golf for two days and then come back and work, you know? If you watch the West Wing, it's pretty much like round the clock. Yeah, it, <laughs> it it seems like it, and I mean maybe maybe you have to because you, I mean you've got so many people that you're deferring to and learning from, and mm-hmm. it's like it would just seem like in order to coordinate everybody's schedule, you'd have to be working constantly. And you know you could get awoken at three in the morning because there's some crisis somewhere. Yeah, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to get a full night's sleep. But, yeah, he seems to be doing okay on foreign policy too. And I wonder if he's, like, it could be any combination of these things. Is he smart in foreign policy, which I'm not sure he is? Is he trusting the right people, which he might be? Right, right. Or is he just enough of a wild card that everybody's so nervous they, they're they're scared to push us around? Or D, all of the yeah. above. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think you know. I think this China thing, I think his strategy is going to pay off with China. I, I hope it does. I, I think they're probably, I think they're the biggest threat. Yeah. Um, and, well, and, go ahead. They're running all over us economically until Trump got into office. Yeah. Well, in the, I, you know, two years ago, when I just, you know, still thought I, I knew some stuff about politics, I don't think I realized how, how much, when people say playing unfair, you know, on some level it's like, I don't care. I mean, you know, people play. Some people play unfair. Big deal. But, but but on the international stage, when you've got an entire country that's manipulating currency and manipulating markets, and then stealing an intellectual property, and there isn't there isn't world police. It's not like a world police can come in and say, "Quit that, China," or "We're going to put you in jail." I'll take care of yourself. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody's got to say, "Whoa, wait a minute." And I don't like tariffs, but I think tariffs were probably a good idea with China. Um, so, you know, and I work on a farm that's affected by those tariffs somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. We got some tariff relief, though. Yes. It's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny. I'm so anti-tariff that I'm like, oh, we got a tariff relief check in. It's like, oh, thanks for I, paying I knew, me. I knew, that was, I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew he was doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what this 
Christmas surprise that Kim Jong-un has up his sleeve. But that's my You know, I'm not a I'm not a hawk by any means, but Korea's one of those that I just I, I wonder it just seemed like it seems like to me, and of course I'm thinking Hollywood movie. I'm thinking we should just send in, you know, several thousand covert people to infiltrate and then just just move in and take them over. You know, it's like I want this really cool Hollywood movie where nobody, di- no Americans die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I have to think what would be the what would be the ramifications of that? Why couldn't we do that? I, I, I think that too. Well, you lose some POW or not POWs, but they have a lot of labor prisoners. They're going to just kill all those people. Well, I, I I'm not sure because foreign policy is is my weakest area of knowledge, but I do mm-hmm. think their allies, whoever whoever are, are allied with North Korea would get irritated, you know, mm-hmm. they'd either have to say, no, we're not going to back you North Korea, or we'd be in a war with somebody else. I, see, I think the biggest casualty of us doing some sort of military action against North Korea would be South Korea. I think they, North Korea has got the missiles pointed at South Korea waiting for us to provoke them. And so I think the South Koreans are really nervous right now. Yeah, if we if we did too much, they just yep. they just shoot into South Korea. There's that the too. To and and how do you man? How do you how do you navigate that? You know, the reason to not to not try to take over the jerk mm-hmm. up north is because they'll just fire a bunch of missiles and kill a bunch of people down south. It's like, well, maybe that's good tension. It just doesn't seem like the right way to live. But when there are evil people, what do you do? You got to balance that. You know. It's not like, yeah, it's not like you can just go in and kill one evil... Sometimes you can. I mean, we've done that. Going to kill one evil person, that sometimes can help. Yeah. But Can't we just give <clears throat> Dennis Rodman a Glock? <laughs> yeah. And go over and talk basketball. Surprising. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that would work. Boom. By the way, you know, if you rearrange the letters in good luck, it spells loud Glock. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like Santa becomes Satan. I know. Well, so to 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 do due diligence to the podcast, and I am actually not drawing faster. I need to try for after this update. I'm going to try to be really diligent and draw faster to see if I can get more flavor out of this. I I don't mind it. It's it's an okay earthy Dominican cigar. Um, and it's not as sweet as I was expecting because usually the Maduros have an earthiness and a sweetness. That go hand in hand, and I'm not getting much sweet. A little, just a hint. But um, I'm going to try to do an update, and then I'm going to try to draw harder for a few minutes and see if I can oh, wake this up a little bit. But um, I actually don't have a whole lot else except that there's a there's a the I think the oiliness of the wrapper is kind of spreading the earthiness out of my tongue. So it's like a it's nice. It's a nice earthiness, but it's like it's a it's fuller in the mouth than it was in the beginning. Uh-huh. And um, I'm actually, it's, it seems to be dissipating the breadiness a little bit. And breadiness is generally something I like. Um, but it's, it's, it's turned pretty, pretty earthy. Not a lot of bready. I'm not getting any spice. It's almost just a nice earthiness. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm getting any leather that I was at the beginning, but again, I'm not sure. Open for any input from you, too. I have not noticed much change. Maybe a little more, maybe a little increase in the sweetness. I'm trying to draw five, 
pasture also right now just to see what happens. I did a pretty powerful retrohale. I do like that the retrohale doesn't sting a lot. Sometimes just a little, even, you know, you're blowing smoke through your nostrils, it might, it's usually going to sting a little even if you have a mild cigar, but it, um, I think the retrohale just took the deepness of the earth back into my throat, and there's a little bit of, no, I would say a little bit of, just a hint of bitter cocoa when I drew a little harder. I'm going to, so I'm going to keep talking for a minute if I can. The retrohale is when you bring it in your mouth and then you blow it out your nose? Yes. Okay, I just did that. That, that does change it a little bit. And I learned from watching watching a guy on a video once who was looked looked like he knew what he was doing in a cigar shop. Mm -hmm. And when he retrohaled, he would just he would take a light puff, just a small puff in his mouth, and blow a light puff out his nose. And sometimes that is better because you don't get the power. You know, you're not like burning your nostrils out. And so just a gets the gets it up in there. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it's taken the earthiness back in my throat. I'm going to draw again because it seemed like I got a little more sweetness when I drew a little more, a little faster and got it hot. There's a hint of sweet on the front of my tongue, but the most of what I'm getting is actually a kind of a cocoa bitterness with the earthiness, which, which I actually like. <clears throat> I still wish there was more sweetness, especially if being a Dominican. You want to shut the door or leave it open? I'm, oh, I can go either way. We can shut. Okay. I'm just I'm getting cold. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wimp when it comes. To no, it's. I think mean, I think that was good to have it have it open for a while. I wish I could afford to just keep this as my cigar case. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a nice little apartment. I there is a an older lady who was living with a couple and they were older than her and he died and so she's going to have to move out. I've been text, texting her online. I really I really hope she likes this and wants to move in but I had to get it clean and she hasn't looked at it yet. Okay. Yeah. But it sounds like it would be an ideal apartment for her. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not going to talk anymore until, until the end. But I am going to try to keep drawing a little more. So there was, there was something, something happened in the Supreme Court. Well, I, I heard Trump has got some really stellar, like 200 more stellar justices in. That's not what it was that I wanted to talk about. He got, didn't something get shot down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Supreme Court, I think at a lower level court, said that he couldn't spend military funds on the wall. Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. stopped that. Yeah. That was something, and I, I don't know... That's one of those deals where, I'm, deals where I'm not sure what I'm in favor of. It seems constitutionally legit for him to do that, but I'm not. But I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know enough to have a strong opinion. You got an opinion? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know a lot about that kind of thing. Well, it would fall under, he's the commander-in-chief of the military forces, and it's his job to protect the country. So if he's saying, we need the wall for our protection, it, would seem, it seems legitimate. But, but we'll see. It's probably somebody that's constitutionally a lot smarter than me that would have a, have a stronger opinion. I think with Trump, 
Um, I think that if he were just to try to get people to go along with his ideas and agendas and get things done that way, it would go a lot further towards public sentiment than him just vetoing and pushing it through as the commander-in-chief. Yeah. Saying, well, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine, but this is what I'm doing. You know, I think people get sick of that. Well, I, I don't necessarily think executive orders and some other things are way to, ways to push things through. Yeah. So, I, if it was an executive order, I would agree. Um, it, it does seem a little bit of a gray area <laughs> when he says it's it's our security. Which, yeah. That is, that is part of the government's job, not exclusively the executive branch's job. So, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I do think legislators should legislate more. I mean, we should just they should just be making laws. That's their job. They shouldn't be fighting about impeachment. They shouldn't be doing all this other stupid stuff. They should have some sort of a minimum of, how do I want to say this? Minimum amount of laws they have yeah, to pass. Or else they lose their job. Interesting. If you don't, if, you don't, if you're not active in, in lawmaking X amount, then you're out of there. The way the system's supposed to work, if they haven't passed enough laws that we like, we can... Them out. You just get them out of there. Yeah. The problem is what we what it what ends up happening is the person that's running against them isn't any better. <laughs> like, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, now all it's it's just about ideology. If if that person in office believes what I believe, then they're they're fine. It doesn't matter what they're doing, and that's wrong. They yeah. need to be working. I wonder. I often wonder what would happen if we just wiped the whole thing clean and got new people in there. Would it reset, or would it eventually drift back to what it is? I don't know. I don't know. I like that idea. What I would say, though, what I would like to see is they they drop, they wipe away the administrative agencies, like, um, oh, insert the blank, blank administration. There's all kinds of them. The, the FDA, there's USDA, several others. USDA, all of those. Get rid of them yeah. and make the legis- make them pass laws. If it's if we need that rule that the FDA has, fine. Well, those, pass those, the law. those agencies are part of the executive branch. Yes. And they're there to enforce the laws. They're, 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 they're there to execute and enforce. They're not there to, they're not the legislative branch. Right, but they make rules that end up acting as laws. So the rules made by an executive branch agency that are enforced like rules, and there's no check and balance on them. Because the agency, whatever agency it is, checks their, you follow this rule. If you don't, you answer to this agency, and the agency says, oh, you were wrong, you didn't follow the rule. That's not how it's supposed to work. Congress, the Senate, they pass a law. The government says, yes, it's a good law. They pass it. If the law's wrong, the Supreme those, Court says, no, you can't pass it. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And those what, rules are nothing more than interpretations of the law. <clears throat> Somebody's yeah. interpretation of it. Yeah. It's, it's well, a mess. It's it, a it is. And that, that's, the, that's part of the deep state. Right now, we're, we're seeing the, the deep state executive branch agencies of like the CIA and the FBI fighting against fighting politically against the president. But the other part of the deep state is just the administrative agencies that are, in essence, 
passing laws and acting like a acting like they're real laws when they're really not. They're not laws. The legislature should be passing those laws. And I maybe some of the rules that the insert agency has um, should be there. Fine, our Congress people should pass them. And if we don't like them, then we won't vote that congressperson in again. Congressman, Senator, you know what I mean. Anyway, that's complicated. That's even hard for. I, I think I sort of understand it, but it's hard for me to get how that there there is no <coughs> there is no check and balance when you have an executive agency like that. Mm -hmm. um, what's what's the one that manages some of the environmental stuff? EPA. EPA. The EPA is another one. <coughs> you know, um, because if there is a rule on a national. Uh, level that the EPA has that should be law, then every state, their representatives in Congress and in the Senate should get there and they should hash it out, pass a law. It shouldn't be an EPA rule. Yeah. That's not that's not the constitutional way. That's not really the right way. I think the latest the the, the most recent agency to come up, come around will be the TSA. I believe that's isn't that the newest one? Response to all the terrorism. I don't know how you deal with that without an agency. I don't know. Yeah, I and yeah, so they're the they're the they're the ones that when you're getting on a flight or whatever they're they're checking you. Yep. So my, my pat answer would be the industry or the individual business. It's their responsibility to handle that. And so and I'm thinking on the fly here. I've never thought thought this through. So mm -hmm. it's their job to take care of that safety issue with regard to their own, like their own airline, then with regard to the airline industry, and then I might say that there should be laws passed by our Congress and Senate then that would say, okay, there's some minimum requirements for the safety of the nation that need to be met. Um, because I do think that is an area where there needs to be some kind of federal level oversight. Oversight, yeah. Um, for, well, for safety. So, but, so yeah, go ahead. I, I, all I was going to say is that right now it's it's a it's just oh it's just the TSA we're going to do this and I, I'm not sure that's the right or best way. And I'm not sure that if the airlines if that if that responsibility fell on the airlines, how cost prohibitive would, would flying be? You know how much they would charge to fly, just to cover those costs? Right, but if they did away with the government agency, we'd have a lot more of our tax money in our pockets to spend on flying. Well, okay, so it so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to go full circle. But I, but I, I do want to admit something, and this is what I thought you were going to say, and you didn't say, you didn't say this. I have um, a cousin who is like a some type of nuclear engineer. Yeah. And he, he said, <laughs> point blank, to, and he's... Granted, he's kind of a Democrat, so he would kind of lean that way anyway. But he said nuclear energy, from and he works at a power, nuclear power plant. He said it is too dangerous to allow the free market to establish the rules to protect. He said there is no way. I can, I can agree with that. <laughs> oh golly, the bottom line: we're not quite making enough money lit this year. Boy, what are we going to cut? We're just going to cut some of those safety things. <laughs> he's like, no. That <laughs> That doesn't because he's he knows how how dangerous mm -hmm. it can be, and uh, that that doesn't mean 
that doesn't mean it's not overregulated. It still might be overregulated, but he's his feeling is that's one of the areas where I'd almost fall on the overregulation side because it is so dangerous. And I'd almost agree with him there, you know. And, and yeah, yeah. And he comes from, you know, I mean, he's you don't get much closer than that. You know, he's he's working at the plants. So. He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or actually, I think he was working. I think he, I think he might have might have quit his job recently, but. No, oh. I have to relay. Oh, okay. I just, I, I was too, uh, too chatty. Yeah, well, too, mm-hmm. too relaxed about it. Oh, and I will say that that is something with Maduro wrappers don't burn as well as other wrappers, and that's one of the. Sometimes they burn wonky, or they yeah. don't, or they don't stay lit. That, but people love Maduros, so you, you just you deal with it. Now I've had, I've not <clears> noticed <throat> with this cigar. That that's any worse than usual for me. I mean, I don't know. Might just be a well-made. Just it, they might have put enough highly combustible, you know, filler tobacco in to to make up the difference. This mine's mine's been burning great, except at the beginning when I think it was my own fault. This yeah. has burned great. Yeah. For, you know, I thought I tasted petrochemicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put a little bit of gasoline in it just to make the Maduro burn better. It's us. Global warming. It's our fault. Oh no. Yeah, because we're smoking too many cigars. You know, we should. We I should start a Facebook page or something about smoke less cigars because it's affecting the environment. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this: What is this business about cows producing methane and causing global warming? I mean, or contributing to it? Let's say it that way. Is it, is that just a bunch of crap? Pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but it doesn't sound unreasonable because if a cow produces methane and we have a huge industry that's cranking out cows so we can have good steaks and there's millions and millions of cows producing, sure, but it's it's not an issue of is it causing problems because you might be able to say that smoking the smoke from a cigar is causing global warming. Oh. I I think it's done. Oh, maybe. Um, Is yours still going? Mine's still going. Um, we we kind of have a rule too. Cause some cause sometimes we buy bigger cigars because they're yeah. cheaper. We smoke we're, we smoke till we're done. So if we're done and there's three inches left, we we're we, done. We're done. Yeah. I'm on, I'm gonna try to get one more pleasurable draw or two out of this. And as short, this is something. T- this is really short. Like, typically, they start to get hot, and I don't like to smoke them anymore. Yeah. But this cigar is not smoking hot, and so I'm, I'm going right down to the nub here. I'm still enjoying mine. Well, I've, I've been drawing faster, too. There we go. And I, mine isn't getting sweeter as I'm drawing faster. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but it, it's the earth is just earth in that cocoa is, is amping up, it's definitely different than it was in the beginning when I wasn't drawing as strong. Do you get a little sulfur as you get closer to the very end? I, I think it's possible to, to get an unpleasurable taste as you, as you start to get to the end because, it, for me, I've never noticed like as much of a sulfury taste as I do just the heat. Okay. It starts getting too hot in Maybe my mouth and, then I, and I don't like it. <clears throat> I would say you'll get sulfur if you, if you use a, light a match and you put it up to your cigar too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you go to a cigar shop, they'll have sulfurless matches. But if you if you light a regular match, you'll want to let it burn a few seconds. Yeah. Burn the sulfur out before you light your cigar. I just usually don't use matches. But. Well, so back to the cow thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it just seems implausible that all the cows in just say one state in the Midwest can they produce more methane than than um, one just one factory can produce pollution. Well, no, but that's part of the point. Somebody that doesn't like some a pro animal a pro animal person. All right. Not that I'm not a pro animal person, but a person who doesn't like eating animals that's against that and wants to shut down the industry will find a way to say, oh look, it's producing this millions of tons of gas and it's bad for global warming. Okay, and every car, even if they have their catalytic converters right, produces, you know, a thousand times more than the cows do, but that person isn't going to stop driving their car. Right. So this is what happens in politics because it starts to be one interest group versus another interest group. And if you can say, we need to stop the beef industry because they're producing cow farts, um, it, it just gets to be silly. And, and, and the one thing, I'm not going to eat that laboratory crap that they're calling meat now. That's so much worse for you than, than an animal. I know. In my opinion. But I know. anyway... Are there more cows in the world than cars? That's an... I don't know. I wonder if there are. Well, we're always making cars, and cars are always being, you know, so we're making cars, and they're being taken off the market. We're also making cows, and they're being eaten. I don't I don't know where we would fall if we could just stop time and measure it. I wonder. I don't know if it's possible, is it, to figure that out? Surely there's not that many cows. I couldn't imagine there being that many, but... Because there's an awful lot of cars. That's, that's a that's a fun question. Now, now, now I want to I want to Google it and find out. But uh, it's like actually, so what I should do, and this is what happens when I get when people talk about cow farts or something like that. It's like the answer isn't to stop the beef industry; it's to create a charcoal diaper for cows. Yeah. That 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 stops their farts from going out into the environment. Exactly. So then, uh, or they have to back up to a. Flame yeah. You could just burn it, burn it, burn the methane up. I guess we've done things. You've lit, you've lit farts before. Oh, one college kid has it. That's true. <coughs> I, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think. <laughs> yeah. What what respectable male hasn't hasn't <laughs> at least tried yeah. this? I actually didn't believe it when I was in junior high. And some guy be like, yeah, you're just like, no, that's you can't, you cannot, and like, he just rolled, rolled back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm proven wrong. <laughs> like, really? I was like, I just, I mean, it made sense, but it's like, I, no, people don't do that. I bet now you could probably YouTube it and find it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I guess we can. Don't have much cigar left. I'm going to do a cigar close because I'm getting really close to the end here. And, uh, you know, when talking about bring up YouTube, that's like, then now I want to talk about if the government should be involved in regulating. Because I'm so much an anti regulation person, but. Yeah. Oh, man. Some regulating of those. Regulating what? Regulating. Anything? The big tech, the, the Facebooks, the, the YouTubes. 
should the government be involved? Let's let's look at the bigger question. In any kind of a monopoly, they always have been. Is that a good thing? Well, my my default answer is I today, and it might change tomorrow, is that I don't think more regulation on the big tech platforms, we'll call them, I don't think that's the answer, but I think if we're, if Congress, <clears throat> and, and they did, they had to say, you're a platform, mm-hmm. and the, the, the federal government did this, said, you're a platform, so you cannot be punished for publishing, um, for violating publishing laws because you're not the publisher. The person uploading to the platform is the person publishing. So they're the one that gets in trouble, not you. Okay. So if the government said that, mm-hmm. then the government needs to say, okay, then you can't restrict certain things within a, maybe a, like maybe they can restrict porn a little bit, and that's okay. <clears throat> but they can't start restricting content because if they do, then they're no longer a platform. What they're doing is they're giving priority to some content and they're giving less of a priority. So they're they're then becoming a publisher. So uh, the the government either needs to say no restrictions. And here's, here's where it gets iffy. Here's where I almost am in favor of regulation because I don't think you can police it. I think you can say... Do not restrict content, and they'll be like, "You bet. Yeah. We're not going to restrict content. We're going to be we're going to be a platform. We're going to do it right." And they'll restrict it anyway, mm-hmm. and nobody will know. I mean, maybe nobody don't know. That's just maybe Project Veritas will send in some people to infiltrate and catch them. But what the likelihood of catching them? It's really hard because there just isn't a way to police it. I mean, I don't want my kid being on there seeing, or my grandkid being on there seeing a beheading. You know, I don't want. So well, part of that mm-hmm. is that's your job and your <coughs> grandkids' parents' job. To part of that is to realize whose job it is. Sure. Now, I, I still I'm I actually am probably okay, and this is this is this has been a kind of a buzz lately. I am kind of okay with restrictions on pornography. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I think. Um. But then again, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give that power. I don't necessarily want to give that power to the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Because I'm about done too. Well, so I better give the last. Let me give the last report because we could we could go a long long time on censorship and stuff. So last cigar update. So no change in the cigar. It's uh, drawing faster. Made it made the earthiness kind of expand and kind of have a cocoa. Okay. And as I'm getting to the end, I'm really smoking this down a long ways further than I smoke most cigars. And there actually is a, like I would say, I need to I need to put it out because I think there's a little bit of a, I think I'm starting to kind of taste them, get the burnt kind of, burnt kind of taste in my mouth. Yeah. And so I am going to end it, but up to this point it was it was good. I've got maybe an inch left, and I hardly ever smoke them that far. So. Yeah, I don't think that changed in character nearly as much from start to finish as almost any other cigar I've had. So, yeah, I don't know, that's, that's good. I like that cigar. 
We'll, uh, we've gone long, and I don't care if we've gone long. Mm-hmm. I do need to. I do need to watch time because someone's coming at two thirty. Let's. Uh, so I, I got just a few minutes. Let's let's call that good. Thanks for listening to Doug and Joe talk. Um, thanks, Mark, for coming. Over now. Thanks.